Ow, that kind of hurt. I clapped myself too good. So what we need to decide right now, because we didn't really do this last time, uh, last week's episode was released on Christmas Eve. We didn't really do anything for that. Uh, (laughs) So do we want to do anything for all the folks listening on New Year's Eve or perhaps New Year's Day? Ah, nah, F word M. What? (laughs) Ah, fuck him. Nah. Oh, M, okay. I was, uh... I was, I was treating that as another, as just like a letter. Oh, okay. I understand now. Sorry. That's okay. I'm glad I that you, you clarified. the first part, not the second. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, sorry if you're listening to this around New Year's. Grant doesn't care about how your st- year starts. <laughs> okay. Do you want us to, like, I can care if you want me to care. Just tell me what you want, Mark. I, like, I'm asking you. That's the important thing in this relationship is communication. I know. That's what I was trying to and- uh, get your opinion. And I gave you my opinion, and then you okay. made it clear that you didn't agree with my opinion <laughs> by using me as a scapegoat to turn our listeners against us. Or using me as the scapegoat as you turned our listeners against us? Not against uh, us. This is entirely focused on you. Uh, whatever. <laughs> if no, this no, is how you want to play tonight, we can do it like that. No, it's, uh, it's I was just curious because last year, I actually don't have a good memory of what happened last year or the year before where we had to record, you know, ahead of time because I, I was uh, heading back to Minnesota. So I don't remember how mm-hmm. much forethought we gave what we were doing. And even if we tried to give it some forethought, it probably wasn't very good because it was recorded multiple weeks in advance. And yeah, so you just think... couldn't quite get in the right spirit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't think we gave a ton of forethought either time yeah but maybe we did Hmm. well let's at least give it a little effort this time we don't need to make it a whole thing but i'm curious if you have any particular plans for new year's eve this year happy new year's uh no i don't have any um (laughs) chilling by myself having a great freaking time like i work that day so really that's or new year's eve yeah, that stinks. And I worked the late shift on New Year's Eve, so <laughs> I'll be working till like eight or eight thirty. So mm-hmm. eh, maybe a lot of off early. We'll see. But yeah, that stinks. I'll just chill, have a great time on my own. I don't know. Like it doesn't really stink for me. Maybe I'm just like a bad person. <laughs> I always wonder these sorts of things because, like, I know people like give me a lot of sympathy for like oh you gotta be like alone or like you're all alone on this like important day but it's kind of like honestly like it's kind of nice like yeah like hanging out with people is great and all but like i got stuff to do and like it's time that we get like extra free time and it's just like yeah i can actually do the crap that i've been meaning to do for like weeks and it feels really good and like then i just feel like i have my crap together a lot better i don't know for what it's worth, my sympathy had nothing to do with you being alone. More just the oh. fact that it would definitely—I would assume it would be nicer to not have to work. Oh yeah, than to work. And I, I my yes. company gave us the day off. So uh, see, I get New Year's Day off. Well, that's because it's a, everyone gets that off who works for like a normal company. Okay, well, thanks for making me feel like I'm not special. Sorry, uh, you're special in that you have to work New Year's Eve compared to me. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, I have yeah, a Mike, sense Mike. that you're not going to be satisfied this episode until I'm bawling by the end of it. So we'll see how this goes. No, uh, no, no. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood because I ate our last uh, mint cookie from Christmas. So I how can just dare you. I did you just... offer to share it? I did. I actually split it in half and Aaron oh. took the bigger half. Oh, what a what a lovely man you are. I try. Uh, but yeah, so it's more it's not even that I'm upset that they're gone. Because, you know, I can make cookies. There'll be more sweets in my future in general. It's more... It, it's twofold. It's an acknowledgement of a season coming to an end. And also an acknowledgement of the forthcoming uh, cookie deprivation that will settle in for the next three to four days. Wait, cookie deprivation? Yeah. Like... Like, I've had, like, two to ten cookies every day for the last, like, week and a half or so. So, that's all gone. Oh, okay, yeah. So it'll be kind of like like cookie withdrawal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now, now I I smell you're stepping in now. But it, it's not it's not withdrawal yet. But I'm I'm upset in anticipation of it. Yeah, it's like a like a junkie who just got arrested and is now in detox and like they just got there in their cell and they're like not sure what's gonna they're, happen. They're, they're on their way. Yeah, they're on their way and they're like, well, they know they know what's gonna happen and they know that it's yeah, not gonna but be like, fun. They they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you need me at all in the next couple of days, if you're like, if you're sitting in front of the to- <laughs> toilet just jonesing for some more cookies, just give me a call and I'll help talk you off that ledge. That's right. I'm just like crawling around the floor looking for crumbs. <laughs> yeah. Where are they? I know I dropped a chocolate chip here somewhere. Just let me <sighs> have the spoonful of granulated sugar. It's for the best. <laughs> I promise it'll help. <laughs> I'm not going to make it if I don't eat it. But no, it'll be a good week. We uh, planned out all of our meals, and and I'm happy about the fact that... So I went to the store today, but just to kind of get a couple of random items, nothing big. So it's a very cheap trip to the grocery store, which is always nice, because we have so many uh, bits of leftovers, particularly leftover meat from different things, that were Mm -hmm. pretty good for the next week. Mm-hmm. which is nice yeah i did want to tell you so we did so we got our fogo de chow for christmas eve dinner mm-hmm. and aaron and i were betting how many bags it might come with because it's like you know three pounds of meat multiple different sides cake all this sort of stuff so aaron guessed two bags and i took the over on that mm-hmm. and nope it was all in one very long bag <laughs> <laughs> like a two-hander or something or what no no it, it had just a single set of handles but i would guess that it's um probably a, a, at least a foot wide and at least two feet long <gasps> oh my lordy so it's like this very rectangular deep bag that everything was in and i felt like a real goon jogging down the sidewalk to where i was illegally parked outside the restaurant <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit buckets. That's a that's a chonky bag. I'll have to send a picture to to you because it was very shocking. Uh but and but it's sturdy. It's big enough and sturdy enough that we are planning on keeping it around for moving because yeah. it actually has a sturdy bottom. Like it's plastic, but it has a sturdy bottom so that it is always flat. Mhm. Yeah, you you always got to watch out for those sturdy bottoms. Yeah. So yeah, it was a uh, that was that was like maybe the second best thing about that meal. 
uh, the, I think the best thing, even though Aaron doesn't actually like this, it came with four slices of this like chocolate truffle cake. Oh. Four big slices. Like, yes, it's technically a four-person meal, so it makes sense that they came with four slices. But one slice is really too much for one person, and I don't say that lightly. Yeah. It takes a lot for a dessert to be not one personable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've I've eaten two of them in one sitting, and it's possible, obviously, because I did it. But each time, I regretted it very thoroughly. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that's really good. And so there's still two slices left in the refrigerator. So I suppose I do still have that going for me uh, to deal with my cookie withdrawal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm I'm just like fantasizing about eating like cake right now. I like am really <laughs> craving like sweets and just like food that's real not great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like really hit me today. And yeah. Jesus, oh what I like I oh. It's a good thing that, like, there's no, like, easy access that I have to, like, good chocolate cake right now. Because, like, uh-huh. it would be in my body already if I had access. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember my, uh, when I first moved to San Diego and I was in my sort of, my six-month Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Some of my worst evenings were definitely, like, walking to the local grocery store. That was a five or six minute walk and it was like you know it was similar you know the equivalent of like the cub foods or rainbow or high v around where we grew up right mm-hmm. so i would walk there and go to the bakery section and get like a big thing of like i get like a thing of brownies or something <laughs> mm-hmm. like like the the amount that is kind of one person ish or at least for a small group i want to get like a big pan I'd get yeah. like three to four dollars worth of this stuff, but it was a lot. And then I'd get like one or two other odds and ends. Like I'd get like an apple or something, you know, so I didn't feel totally yeah. terrible going there. Oh, that takes me <laughs> back. This is like a this is like a throwback memory from high school. And a thing that I started doing at the end of high school, like when I could drive, is I found that I really enjoyed studying on like weekends and stuff at like Lunds and Byerly's because mm-hmm. like the one at least closest to me had like a upstairs like a a little like seating area up there and like a little meeting room and stuff and so I would go there and every once in a while would I if I would like go there for like a long time to study I would like treat myself as like a study snack and I would like buy myself like a bottle of like pop or Gatorade or something. Yeah. And then I would get myself something from the bakery. Yeah. Those like four to five, four to eight dollar single person bakery treats. Oh no. No. I did that a couple of times, but the bad ones were when I bought like an entire tub of those brownie bites. Oh God. (laughs) And I ate the whole tub in one sitting and I'd done it like two or three times. And then finally I like looked at the label. I was like, I wonder like how many calories this is. And I calculated it and it was like 3000 calories. Uh, And I I ate it in like like, an evening. Yeah. I mean, it was like easy. Like, like I didn't feel like sick or, well, I felt sick like hours later, but like while I was eating them, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm eating so much. It was just like, oh yeah, they're just going in my mouth and num 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 yep no i totally get that i uh i i mean so this is the thing the fact that i'm keeping track of my weight means that i don't really need to keep track of calories because like i i get it in the next morning but uh, mm-hmm. in short i think from middle of christmas eve 
through the day after Christmas, I gained three pounds. Ooh. Yeah. But it was a lot of food. Mm-hmm. It was a crazy amount of food. I don't know if I want to go here. <laughs> so, like, cut it out if you don't want to answer this question. <laughs> but I have a question about you, like, tracking your weight. Sure. Do you have a consistent, uh, like, a consistent time that you track your weight in relation to your, let's say, bowel movement and urination <laughs> schedules? I do think about that sometimes, but really it's 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 more just a, like, I get up in the morning and I weigh myself then before I eat anything. Okay. Like, if I happen to go to the bathroom, then I'll do that. Okay. But I'll just sort of weigh myself and, and not worry about it overly much. Because realistically, the goal mm -hmm. is the trend. Like, it, it's not going to actually make myself feel better if I, like, go to the bathroom and then I weigh myself and it's like, oh, I'm whatever, 0.1 pound lighter, you know? Like, I would say... You'd be surprised. Well, as in, like, I know what it means and ultimately it's not, like, the thing to worry about because it, the goal is that in a week, yeah. that's not the sort of penny pitching that I'm doing with my weight tracking. I was thinking more for like the consistency of the scientific measurement. Again, like it's it's more like it all it's always it's already not great. It's not like I'm using a very precise instrument, you know. These oh, digital yeah. scales are, you know, you just trust hey. that they're still working several years later, but they only show it to the closest fifth of a pound anyway. Ah. Yeah, those ones. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's hey, just like... Hey, at least like, you got a well, digital one. That's highfalutin. It, it is nice, yeah. Uh, I bought it like junior year of college or something, and I've had it ever since. Hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, you just kind of say, eh, you know, you try every once in a while, I'll be like somewhere else, and we'll try another scale. And it's like, okay, that matches up. So I feel like my scale is probably still accurate enough. Mm -hmm. So so I'm not, I don't worry about it too much. I do think about it, like... Sometimes out of curiosity, I will just like, especially when I was, if I'm in my apartment by myself, um, after like a long workout, I may just weigh myself out of curiosity. That is actually very interesting to do. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, sometimes after, you know, going to the bathroom, you're just kind of like, huh, did that make a difference? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> <laughs> More times than not, it doesn't. And I assume that if it does, it's because you were really close to the bottom half of the interval and just crossed over uh -huh. into the next interval whatever the dividing line is, you were probably really mm -hmm. close to the dividing line and just ended up on the opposite side of it. Okay. Follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Do you have, like, a consistent wardrobe that you wear doing this, though? Yeah, to... nothing. Okay. Just, okay, to standardized, okay. Yeah, so, like, if I'm wearing, like, sometimes socks, if I'm just kind of, like, that's just where I'm at, I don't feel like taking off yeah. my socks, then maybe. But, yeah, it's, you know, as little as possible. Yeah. That, that, was that is something like, I standardize on. I never, like, thought about, like, growing up, I would remember, like, oh, I'd weigh myself, like, at home every once in a while, like, know about what my weight it was. And it was always, like, I was, like, always three pounds heavier at the doctor's office. <laughs> yeah. And then I eventually, like, later figured out, like, oh, that's probably how much, like, the combination of, like, my shoes, all my clothing, and, like, my phone and wallet weigh. <laughs> well, that's what's wild it's about probably, that. Like, they, they always ask you to take your shoes off. I assume for some, like very very basic sanitary reasons but i don't really believe that i don't know why they ask you to take your shoes off but that's what they've always done whenever i've gone to the doctor's office really? but they don't ask for anything else they don't even like you know the last time i went 
they don't even ask like oh do you have like your phone or your wallet or anything but i I always take my shoes off i feel like i feel like i haven't done that since they stopped tracking my height hmm. like it was always like oh like take your shoes off we'll measure your height oh, and then we'll just do that, your weight at the same time why. that would be why i don't know maybe it's just like a habitual thing at wherever whatever place i go to that's, that's just they always just ask that i don't know i actually don't have a strong memory of the last time i got weighed though so maybe i did have my shoes on but in either case i'm sure it's the same deal where they're like plus or minus three pounds is not what we're looking for you know or we don't care that much least. well yeah mm-hmm. exactly not at your average doctor. Mm-hmm. I think they really only care about that if you're like, I guess, weighing like a boxer or something where they have to stay within their weight class or whatever. Yeah. But oh God, let's not even get going on that. That's a <laughs> whole thing. God, I, I remember being an RA on a floor with wrestlers and just like worrying oh, about some right. of Or wrestling. Right, right, right. It was amazing, like the amount of like weight someone can lose by just like being horrible to themselves for a couple days Mm -hmm. though that was like fascinating to me i didn't even understand that was possible for like someone who's already really fit like to just like oh yeah you just like drop like 10 pounds like oh Mm -hmm. what yeah it's pretty wild that's for sure Mm -hmm. rawr rawr like a lion Mm -hmm. wild totally stupid like a fox Grant has brought Calvin and Hobbes by Bill Watterson. Uh-huh. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes are strolling around near a hillside. They're just kind, of, just kind of out in the grass or whatever. Calvin is saying, I've had trouble choosing a new hobby. First, I wanted to collect bugs. Then I wanted to collect stamps. And then Hobbes, scratching his head, says, what did you decide on? And Calvin looking uh, sort of disgustingly uh, happy, looking at the ground, lifting, lifting up his foot, says, Stamped bugs. Ho, ho, ho. So, Mark, mm. as, as I was perusing this comic, I was thinking about, well, Calvin, he's talking about two different hobbies that he's come up with, and both of them, like, have a... They have a financial barrier to entry to both of them. Um, And he found a unique way to (laughs) lower said financial barrier of entry to both hobbies so that he could participate in both of them. And I know you may have some objections to what I've just said, but we're just going to roll with it and I'm going to ask you to accept these facts. Do you agree? I accept that you said those words and I'm happy to move on. Okay, excellent. I'm glad that you're playing the game tonight. But I've recently, I've been thinking a lot about kind of hobbies and getting into hobbies or like just making certain types of changes to your life and how a lot of them like, you'll like really, at least for me, maybe I have a unique experience. I doubt though that I do though. Is it like you get really like into a hobby or like really interested in one and you want to just like dive in kind of head first but it's just like, oh my gosh, it's going to cost like all this money to get all these things I need. Like I need all these tools or I need like all this stuff to do this hobby. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of like a barrier and there's always like a bit of a tension. Sorry about that. I just smacked my microphone. Um, I'm, I'll stop talking with my hands. Uh, And like there's always just a bit of a like 
how do you how do you like start new hobbies in an economical way or something or not even just hobbies like so i have two examples i'm thinking of in my head that hopefully will help illustrate one is like starting say woodworking it's like oh there's all these tools you could buy but another thing that's not really a hobby but it's like changing your like sense of style or your like fashion or whatever like leveling up your wardrobe however you want to say it like Mm -hmm. both of those things have like a financial barrier to entry um and i certainly have some thoughts on this but i was wondering like do you have any thoughts on how to deal with those financial barriers or how to like participate in hobbies in less expensive ways or like how to prevent yourself from just like sinking money into a hobby and then finding out you don't really care about it and like leaving it alone after you sunk all this money into it i mean the very short answer is for any specific hobby you can find very specific answers to those exact questions online Mm-hmm. You know, communities exist. People people who are into hobbies like it when other people are interested and want to do what they can to help people get into it as well because they find it fascinating or interesting or nice in whatever way. And so most people, hey, I'm interested in woodworking. I'm interested in whatever, stamp collecting. And then you figure out, okay, how do I get into this, right? And there are lots of places that people can ask those questions. So that's my first answer and i've done that with lots of things uh i find lots of um, internet forums and subreddits and all that sort of stuff very useful to try and collect a lot of information about something uh before getting into it in any way Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing general advice is always just like what's the actual minimum path of resistance here Mm -hmm. uh there's lots of places to find that information you can try and figure it out on your own but you have to realize that as uh, oftentimes, I know for me, I'm sure for you, what can draw you to a, a hobby or an activity is like the pinnacle of it. You see a picture, you see a video of someone doing really cool stuff, making really cool things, whatever, and that appeals to you and you see all the stuff that they have and it just seems really cool. Mm-hmm. And people naturally want to get there as fast as possible mm-hmm. or think that oh, I can't do that because I don't have access to all those things. But that's typically not true. Mm-hmm. There, There is a whole process to it um, of accumulating these things. Even your you know, your most uh, loved YouTubers, let's say the two that come to mind in terms of like making stuff. So let's say like the Hacksmith. And I've been watching a lot of Adam Savage Tested recently. Mm-hmm. Both excellent uh, YouTube channels doing a lot of really cool stuff and they have lots and lots of tools that they've learned how to use over many years and accumulated yep. over a long time. Yep. Uh, and also the, the other hard thing is realizing that the popular people that you're aware of also are like, they're investing in this as like a business as well. Mm-hmm. They're making money off of doing this sort of stuff and can throw that back into the hobby. And most people don't get that opportunity. You have to be a bit slower about it most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that and that kind of stinks. But I think that just being aware of that is very useful to kind of slow your hand and focus on the stuff that you can access and trying to enjoy that part. And then, you know, slowly build up to the next thing when you have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the third the third option is 
um, suppress your feelings for things that are expensive and instead go for really cheap hobbies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not always the best option, but it's certainly there. So what I'm gathering from your answers is your best advice is just like your feelings are invalid. Push them down until you feel nothing anymore and just do things that are cheap. No, that's my worst advice. My best advice is do the thing that you want, but just try like look for ways to do it cheaply. Oh, okay. to start because like that is like that is the sort of thing. It's like you you kind of have to say. Uh, well, actually, no. Let me say it this way. Part of it that mm-hmm. like a bigger piece of advice that may be helpful is you have to know what money you have to spend on things for entertainment. Yeah. Right. Everything that you buy is an investment in your own like kind of happiness and entertainment in some way. Mm-hmm. Things that you buy and the things that you spend your time on, you're also you're investing in, in that. Right. I think about that when I choose a movie to watch is like I'm investing two hours of my time. Hoping that I enjoy this movie. Um, I'm investing $30 in this thing, hoping that it improves this aspect of this hobby or this activity or this part of my work. All that stuff mm-hmm. it, are investments, and not every investment's going to go the way that you want. And so part of it is realizing, yeah, this hobby might not work out, but I can say that this, um, I can spend this money, so I'm going to spend it. In, you know, the most economical way possible, so not diving in way over your head, you know, don't pull out a loan so that you can get a circular saw or a table saw or whatever if you're not sure about woodworking, Mm -hmm. Uh, or especially if you don't know how to use one yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because if you you do that, you might as well take take out a loan for, like, medical expenses to get, like, a new finger put on or something at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that that's the biggest thing is like knowing what money you do have to spend. Yeah. And and you're always going to, you know, or not everyone, but a lot of people are going to agonize over what to spend that money on. But ultimately you have to just say like, yeah, this is like a very small investment that I'm making and I'm just, you just kind of have to spend the money and see where it gets you. You know, I've done Mm -hmm. that on lots of little things that haven't quite stuck. But I knew that I could spend that money and I didn't necessarily regret doing it. You know, I learned a a little thing. Uh, Maybe it didn't stick, but that doesn't mean I didn't learn something. That doesn't mean I didn't get information and value out of it. So anything that you try, even if you end up not liking it, it's not a bad thing that you tried it. Even if it didn't stick, it could potentially guide you more in the direction of something you think you would like. Like, if you don't like woodworking, why don't you like woodworking? Is it because you don't actually like using your hands that much? You don't like working with this medium, and maybe you'd rather do something else uh, that's similar, but just not using the same tools? Who knows? But all those things mm-hmm. are good to keep in mind, I think. Yeah. I think you had a number of very good points in that, Mark. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think one of the w- points you made that I connected with most and kind of agree with most is the trying to be for or maybe forcing yourself to be patient and like taking your time and not like jumping in head first because yes a lot of the people that you see who are doing these great things online they have had not to mention the fact that it's their business and so they can reinvest their income into it but like they've had 10 to 40 years to accumulate all these things and it's just 
foolish for you to expect that you can accumulate them all in say a week and in many hobbies honestly like that's that's a bad way to get good at doing the hobby even is to like jump into having all of the correct tools because i think in a lot of hobbies there's real value in doing things not necessarily the wrong way for a while but doing things the old-fashioned way or doing things kind of the less assisted way because it forces you to learn the craft better because it pushes you to rely more on yourself and less on the tools or possessions or whatever that you have that assist you in that like obviously Mm -hmm. there's some things like you can't do without like like if you don't have any shoes you can't have great style with great shoes and an outfit if you don't own any shoes like yeah like there there's a there's a minimum barrier obviously but like you don't always need like the hottest new thing or like the best new tool to do your hobby you can often make do quite well with the minimum and it forces you to think a lot more about what you're doing and to actually like learn the craft better at least in my opinion or from my experiences maybe um and that's not necessarily the best way for everyone but i think for a lot of people can be very useful Mm -hmm. so like yeah like i find with hobbies it's very nice to be like opportunistic with your financial investment in it and like paying enough attention over a long period of time to gather a sense of like, okay, these are the things that I want to spend money on. And then waiting until you can get pretty like, don't want to say like bonkers deals on them, but like there's lots of hobbies like woodworking and fashion are just two examples. Cause they're two very different things that I'm going to follow with. Like both of them, like you can get secondhand things in both of those hobbies but you can't just always like go out and find the exact thing you're looking for. You have to like sit around and watch. You have to you have to go to the thrift store every week and watch what the inventory is coming in and is available. Mm-hmm. And like every once in a while you're going to find that thing that's great, but you're going to have a lot of trips where you just go and there's nothing that works. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that you know, the patience part, it's it's true for like so many like you can draw analogies in so many different things that people might be interested in. And I think it gets harder at a certain level of adulthood. Um, so what I was thinking of is something like musical instruments, someone wanting to learn to play guitar or piano or something, right? Very common mm-hmm. thing that people want to do. And uh, I think that there's two things that make it easier for kids. There's the you know, well-known, like, kids are just better at picking up new information because of their brains. Their brains are spongier, right? They like to soak up information. They're really good at that when they're younger. Mm -hmm. So that's always going to be an advantage that kids have. But there's also uh, the, uh, like, especially in, like, an internet age, the uh, psychological part of when you're a kid, barring exceptional circumstances all the other kids that you're around also suck because they're all kids and they're also all mm-hmm. learning versus when you're mm-hmm. an adult, all you're mostly surrounded by seeing a bunch of people who have been doing it for years and are now your age and are good. Even if they're not great, they, they have the competence that you wish to achieve, but you just haven't yet. 
And it's easy to look at anybody who's around your same age and be like, oh, wow, they did that and did this. Well, it's like, yeah, because they invested their time in that stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. you also have to invest the time and you're not just going to pick it up. Um, everyone has a different set of background. And, and I think that's really hard for people to like internalize. And, and I'm definitely among them. There's a thousand different, um, especially like in programming stuff, anything related to like learning a new computer language or a new software that I've tried yeah. to learn. I definitely try and go too hard, too fast, and expect myself to just pick it up. Because, you know, I'm a clever guy. I've done computers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know a programming language okay. Uh, Surely I can figure this out really fast. But no, like you can't. You have to actually stick with it, just like anything. You know, I've spent years and years practicing percussion and piano and stuff, and that's why I'm good at it. Uh, and, And I stick with it all the time. And I don't do that mm. with everything else. And so that's why I'm not as good as those other, at those other things. Um, so not only with like financial investment, you have to acknowledge that like, you know, you both have to save the time and the money to get into new stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm interested in this. Knowing nothing about someone, what's an arbitrary hobby that you would suggest for someone? Because I see questions like this all the time on the internet where someone's like, I don't do anything. You know, I'm not an interesting person. I'd like to be an interesting person. I need a hobby. What should I do? Have you seen questions like that before? <laughs> I have not, but that makes me really frustrated. Because, um, <laughs> like, I feel like there's not, like, a, like, like, don't suck as a, like, if I, I this is just, like, super judgmental me, but, like, if you you can't just like ask people like what should I do as a hobby because mm-hmm. it it begs the question like well like what are you interested in don't just do a hobby because it's gonna like make you seem cool like if you don't like it's just kind of like what you want to do for like work like if you if you hate what you're going to do you're going to hate doing it like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be your favorite thing in the world but like at least like where's your general interest at so you're not going to just like absolutely loathe every minute of it because if that's the case you're never going to stick with it and you're never going to get good at it no matter like what advantages you're given even if you like spend all the money on it or whatever like that is a totally fair reaction let me reframe my question to avoid diving into that hole okay (laughs) (laughs) Let, let, let me let me turn this to something more specific Let's let's say I come to you and I and I Mark want to ask you for a hobby suggestion that you think I would enjoy. Mhm. What would you recommend? I don't know. <laughs> the, like I don't know cuz like you have hobbies, I feel like, yeah. and so I would just and name so all of your hobbies. No, but like, like a new one. I think you would maybe enjoy uh, interior design. I don't know. <laughs> Do you really, Grant? No, I know you'd hate it. <laughs> Why I said it? <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. Because I, I think I do have an answer for you. It's a little biased because Aaron and I have been watching this YouTube series for uh, a few days now. Oh, it's gonna be something that I ever watch, isn't it? What? Is it gonna be something that I already watch? I assume so. So I'm. have you watched the Scrapyard War series on Linus Tech Tips? Yes, I have. I've watched, I haven't watched all of them, 
but I've definitely like seen it. Yeah, you're familiar with. So for people who don't know, the the general concept is they get, you know, some rules. Often it's like a fixed budget. So let's say they each get four hundred dollars. These two people, yeah, they have to build together the best gaming PC that they can based on you know specific benchmarks using you know just I mean the the main rule is just use the be- get the best computer you can for this amount of money. Typically, the way you do that is looking for used gear on like Craigslist or like off the wall uh, computer shops or whatever. Anything that you can come up with mm-hmm. uh, to try and get this together. I feel like maybe if it's not even specifically for computers, but just like maybe for all I know, you already do something akin to this. But I think that you would very much enjoy getting stuff together from Craigslist based on past conversations. I'm sure there's some part of that that you already do based on the fact that you like called up a granite supply shop or whatever for, you know, six square <laughs> inches of granite or whatever the deal is. I already forgot specifically no, what it was. It was, it was like a, a square foot and a half. Okay. Whatever. But yeah. Yeah. I, uh, very accurate. But, and so I already know you do stuff like this, uh-huh. but I feel like there's some level of like intentionality of like, that could be the hobby in and of itself. Is it not just like, woodworking and putting stuff together and like you know you want to make this thing and so let me um try and collect the pieces for cheap you know because you don't want to pay full price for stuff or pay more than you need to yeah but actually going on craigslist and then seeing a bunch of stuff that people are putting up come together with an idea for something to do with those items Uh uh-huh i think i think that you'd be very good at that yeah i so so you're saying that i would enjoy the hobby of collecting random uh crap and utilize ha- well, like no you wouldn't distribute- you wouldn't commit to something until you knew that it was useful for something oh okay that that but feels think- less attacking so i like yeah. that no yeah yeah i'm being serious here that i feel like that sort of like yeah thrifting is something that like thrifting as a hobby not like to just collect oh. junk i'm not not accusing you of being a hoarder but just um okay you know you kind of be like oh i saw this thing like let me like write that down and like oh that could go together with this thing and like maybe i can combine these few things and like make this other thing as opposed to you go around on you go around online and be like oh that'd be a cool thing to build let me try and build that yeah right just kind of coming at it from different angles yeah i would probably like that so we got small potatoes by uh Paul Madonna, and we've... Oh, okay. Yeah, they're potatoes. I'm going to assume they're potatoes, or else I don't know what to call these things. So we got we got three... How the frick do I... Uh, we got... Okay, we got three characters here. We've got Angry Lady Potato, we got Bald Potato, and we got Cool Potato that's wearing sunglasses. I'll just call him Cool Potato for short. Scene opens. Angry Lady Potato is yelling at bald and cool potatoes. I mean, come on already. What would a real man do? She storms off. Huff. Bald Potato exclaims, Jesus. After all these years, he says, as he turns looking at cool potato. And she, and now she wants a real man? Maybe I just missed something. I feel like I, my delivery was real bad there. I should have pre-read this one. I wasn't ready for this. Well, first of all, I already know that. He, uh, he said, did I say Jesus? Yes. Jesus. Oh, I was just I was just going to point that out. I know that that's I a just, vocal tick of yours, but. 
I just saw like all the letters minus a couple of the correct letters that you needed together, and I just assumed that's minus what it said. a U saw an extra S. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you get the joke at least? Like, can you parse it now that you've read it out loud? Like, like she wants a man, but they're just potatoes. No, the, the the implication is that bald potato and angry lady potato have probably been together, and bald potato is, you know, joking at his own expense, saying, ah. like, oh, we've been together all this time, and now she wants a real man? I see now. Thank you. Yes. Oh, God, are uh, you going to, like, point out one of my flaws? No, and, no. Like, all okay. I wanted to talk about was cool potato. I wanted to ask your opinion on sunglasses. Ooh, I almost bought myself prescription sunglasses for Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, every, like, once in a while, I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to have sunglasses while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Um, And I really hate wearing sunglasses over my glasses because I feel like Makes a sense. loser. <laughs> Makes total sense. I mean, you can get and those it... really cool flip-down lenses. <laughs> <laughs> my dad has those. He's the coolest kid on the block. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Um, except, like, I have multiple different pairs of glasses, and they're not like as universal as you'd like. That's fair. But so what's I, so what's your sunglass cool. style? If you were to bite the bullet on these prescription sunglasses, what kind of sunglasses are we looking at? Uh, just like a, we'll say a square to rectangular plastic face or plastic frame. Mm-hmm. So kind of like more like, I don't know, is that like Ray-Ban style or whatever? Maybe. I don't know my sunglasses very well. I know I, aviators I and that's about it. <laughs> I don't either. I just know it's not aviators because those are the like small metal like policeman ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. With big, big kind of circular lenses and then very thin metal frames. Yeah, yeah. Not those because I know that circular lenses don't go good with my face shape. So uh-huh. yeah, I was just curious. What's your thoughts on sunglasses? Are you, like, a big fan, or are you, like... I don't use them. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like, I... The last pair that I owned were a pair of really cheap ones that we made for Drumline. My, like, mm-hmm. junior year, I think, those were made. Uh, and I wore them sometimes because everyone else did, but I, like... Part of it is that, since I've never worn glasses, to, in in my mind, any type of pair of glasses is going to look really dumb on me. Yeah. And so I'm already biased against them at all, even if they have a utility. But I also just, like, I don't know. I I have yet to be in any situation where I've really thought, oh, sunglasses would be very useful right now. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's just due to lack of imagination and lack of having use to them. Like, I, I know that they have a utility, but it just has never really struck me as something I want. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. I also don't feel like I need another thing to keep track of. Also, my car doesn't have one of the cool sunglass uh, holders in the oh, in the roof. Lame. Because I have a cheap car. I know, but I have a cheap car, so it'd have to be put. Well, actually, no. There is actually. I just realized there is a little thing like that in the center console, not the center console, in the uh, media console area. So my below, sunglasses your sunglasses are in there. Yep. Oh. That's normally where I put random other things. <laughs> so, now you know in either case, for. in either case, I guess they've been occupied. So sunglasses not in my future. Okay. 
Yeah. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Small potatoes. I made some fried potatoes today. They weren't very good. Erin was not happy with them. I did not oh. fry them enough. Oh, so then, yeah. So they ended time. up uh, more like oily roasted potatoes, which I don't oh. mind. I really like roasted potatoes. I love the texture and taste of them. Yeah. But next time I'll just have to fry them more so that they get a bit more crispy. Yeah. It's just like one of those like... It's just hard to do. You don't want oven roasted potatoes. Someone told you to get in fried potatoes sort of thing. Like they're both great, but just like don't lie to me. That's exactly what happened, except the opinion of the other person is not they are not both great, which made it worse. Ah, I so see. So it was it was both a, a reneged promise, giving a, a, inferior, a significantly yeah exactly a significantly inferior product. So, yeah, third time's I'm the charm. I tried them last night. I tried them last night, but then they got like burned. I tried them differently last night. I tried to do it on a pan with a smaller amount of oil right after cooking steak, and I'd slice them really thin, and then they burned really fast. So those just got thrown out. See, oh, what? That's just a marketing problem. Now you just have to market them as uh, blackened or deeply caramelized. Cajun potatoes? Yeah, yeah, sure. No, that's okay. So I think burnt uh, is delicious. These were pretty rough. You should have shipped them to me. I would have eaten them. Well, I'll I'll remember that next time. Yeah, good. I'll have a New Year's surprise. 